0: Good morning, everyone. If we could please take our seats and take a moment to silence our cell phones and mobile devices. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, For those of us who are visiting, my name is James Warren. I serve as the evangelist here, uh, the Harlem region of the New York City Church of Christ. And we'd like to officially welcome you to our prayer service, titled, I Pray. We have a very special service lined up for you today where we're devoting time to reflect, to remember, to glorify God in prayer. And we'll even have a chance to pray with each other as we uh, continue in our service here in prayer. And just to get us started, just to get us on the same page, I'd like to really set our hearts and our minds with a few passages here and open us up with the word of prayer and also just to explain what we're going to be doing for the rest of the morning. In Psalm 95, the Bible says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and exalt him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, and as you did at the day of Massah in the desert. You know, before we start off our worship service, it's important for us to understand and know who we've come to worship And oftentimes, I think people assume that we're just praying to this invisible God, this higher power, this unseen being that lives up in the clouds. But here, the psalmist writes that we come to bow before the rock of our salvation. There is no salvation from sin outside of God. We come before him with thanksgiving and with songs. So when we come together to worship on Sunday, we don't just come just to hear some great gospel music. We don't come to just see how well our brothers and sisters are dressed on their Sunday best. No, we come to worship the creator of all things. We come before the Lord who is the great God in heaven, the king above all gods. It says that the depths of the earth, the mountain peaks, belong to him. Mount Everest is nothing but a dust hill to God. The deepest parts of the ocean fits in the palm of his hands. The sea is his, for he made it. Who do you know can measure the ends of the earth with the breadth of his hand except but God? So when we come before him to worship We come to praise, to lift up a God that is like none other. We come to worship the very creator of the world. How many of us can regulate our heartbeats? How many of us can regulate our own body temperature? How many of us can wake ourselves up and keep ourselves going? We can find it hard to control our thoughts and our emotions. But God himself never loses control. God himself is never caught off guard. That's who we come to worship. The trees that you saw on your way in, he made that. The clouds above that we come to enjoy, a beautiful clear sky that's above us, he made that. The man and the woman that you're sitting next to today, God designed every fiber, every vein, every neuron that fires off in your brain. God designed that. So when we come to worship, we come to praise Him. And so the format of our service this morning will be in in the form of the acts of prayer, inspired by the prayer, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 9, Matthew 6, and in Luke 11. We're going to start off with adoration. We worship Him. And then we'll come together and we'll, we'll, we'll confess in our confession section where we humble ourselves before him. And then we, we give thanks during our Thanksgiving service because we're thankful for the things that God has done for us. We're thankful for the things that God has saved us from. We're even thankful for the prayers that God said no to because we understand that he has our best interests at heart. And then lastly, we're going to conclude with supplication, where we ask him. And since today is September 11th, we're all familiar with the tragedy that took place 15 years ago. We're going to come before God and offer up prayers for healing and compassion for the family who lost uh, families and, and coworkers and friends in that tragedy 15 years ago. We're going to lift their names up to God in prayer and ask for continued healing for their families. So I ask that you join me today as we step out of our traditional worship setting and offer a service totally devoted to God and prayer. In a moment, we're gonna have three people come up and they're gonna read Psalms because, you know, David and, and the sons of Korah has given us a great format on how to praise God and The psalms are not just there to make us feel better when we're down or or just to memorize, but to also internalize And we can actually use the psalm to pray to God. And we're going to have a few people come up in just a few moments to show that we can use the psalms to pray. So join me as we pray for our service, as we lift our great God up, and I ask that you will also join us in prayer as we continue to be devoted to prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you. We lift you up because, God, we know that you are the great king. You are the Lord of all. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the great I Am. Father, you are the counselor, the prince of peace, the mighty God. You are the before and after. You exist outside of time. You exist outside of space. Father, you have no one to go to for advice because you are wisdom. There's no one that can counsel you because you know all things. You are the rock of our salvation. You are the very thing on which we hope to build our lives on. And God, we ask that you will remind us of how awesome you truly are. That we will revere you in our lives that we will lift you up, that as we bow before your throne, Father, we ask that you will teach us how to worship you. You are an amazing God. There is nothing small about you. There is nothing superficial about you. You are a deep God. You love deeply. Father, you've given your own life. You've made sacrifices that no one else would make for those who would not even acknowledge you in their lives. Father, you've taught us how to love our enemies. You've taught us how to love one another. You've taught us how to depend on on your word and how to live as righteous sons and daughters. God, we lift you up. Father, when we look at the stars, we, we can't even begin to fathom how many stars there are in the galaxy, yet you know each one by name. God, you know how many hairs each one of us has on our heads because you care so much about us. Father, the people that we forget are forever etched in your heart. Lord, you move through our world. You move out of space. God, you move in ways that we can't fathom or imagine. There are things that we've uttered to you before that we've forgotten, but you remember. God, you're not limited in time and space like we are. You can, be all, you can be everywhere all at once. Your wisdom is beyond our understanding, beyond our comprehension. We will never fully know you in our lifetime. God, your wisdom is the foolishness of man. Our man's wisdom is your foolishness. We can't even begin to understand how great you are. And Father, we ask that you will help us. Help us to comprehend the little that we need to know in order to make you our rock and foundation. We worship you. We come before you, and we ask that you help us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Help us to keep you in your rightful place in our lives. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: O Lord, our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth.
0: Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, sing it with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into the courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation.
2: It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night, to the music of the ten-string lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O God! How profound are your thoughts! The senseless man does not know, fools do not understand. That though the wicked spring up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be forever destroyed. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. For surely your enemies, O Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured upon me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him.
0: Now we've come to the confession part of our prayer service. As I read Psalm 51 and James 5 verses 13 through 16, I want you, oh, you may be seated, I'm sorry. I want you to take a moment to think about the worst thing you've ever done. I want you to think about Something you may have said recently or in the past that you wish you could take back. Maybe a decision you made, maybe a mistake you made that you wish you could change. And as I read Psalm 51, I want you to hear the heart of a man who desperately came to God, confessed his heart. And as you confess your heart this time in prayer, I want you to understand one thing. Sin doesn't stand a chance against the grace of God. Whatever you've done, whatever you've said, it doesn't stand a chance against the love of God. See, God does not want us to be haunted by a past decision or mistake. And sometimes as people, we can remind others of how much they've hurt us or what they've said to us that may have fractured that relationship. But God is not like that. You see, when we confess to God in prayer, we're confessing to Him that we acknowledge our sin. We acknowledge not only that we committed a sin, but who we've committed that sin against. In Psalm 51, this was David's prayer to God when he had committed adultery with Bathsheba Have mercy on me, O God. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts, you teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, that my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, so I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. In James 5, we're encouraged to not just pray for ourselves, but for those that we know who may be guilty of sin. We're directed as disciples of Jesus to pray for those to be healed from the sin. And its consequences. In verse 13 it says, If any of you are in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. In just a moment, we're going to have Jerome Cunningham and Kiora Britton, who's going to come and pray the communal prayer, the communion prayer. Kiora is going to pray for the body of Christ, which is broken on our behalf the sacrifice that he made by taking on human flesh to come and die in our place. And then Jerome is going to pray for the blood of Christ, which represents our salvation, the blood that was spilled on the cross, so that you and I might have a chance to escape this life of sin and be reconciled to God. So as we pray together, I want to encourage you, just as David confessed his sin before God, just as David opened and humbled himself before the throne of God's grace, I want to encourage you to take a moment and silently pray to yourself and ask God to cleanse you for whatever you feel may stand in between your relationship with God and your relationship with others. At this time, Kiora will come up and pray.
3: I want to thank God for just be in the ultimate sacrifice, uh, just allowing Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And just, uh, I know for me, I try to always take control, and I totally forget that Jesus already died for, for me, for us. And I don't have to try to be in control or worry about tomorrow or today I just need to rely on the fact that Jesus already died for my sins for our sins and I just want to take this time to just thank him for for dying for my sins our sins thank you for being the ultimate sacrifice the true definition of sacrifice it it just always amazes me god to just see how much you have sacrificed to have sacrificed your son it's just that's amazing i don't know anyone who would do that um and i'm just impressed uh, by your true sacrifice father god I just want to again thank you so much for just allowing Jesus to just be the ultimate sacrifice for all of our sins, Father God. We sin each and every day with our thoughts, with our actions, even if it's a small sin, it's still sin, Father God. And I just want to thank you for allowing Jesus to be, again, the ultimate sacrifice by placing his body on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Amen. Dear Heavenly Father God, uh, Almighty Father, um, what words suffice to describe the power of your blood, God? Um, It has cleansed us of sin that we could not atone for on our own, God. It has paid a debt that none of us would ever be able to afford. Thank you so much for your blood that was shed on the cross and was innocent of any sin, God. It has cleansed us and it has brought us to a place that allows us to have a relationship with you. God, in my life personally, I don't know where I would be without that sacrifice. I don't know if I'd be without that sacrifice, God. Um, Your blood has cleansed us. It has forgiven us it has been poured out for us, for each and every one of us who accepts that forgiveness, God. And none of us were deserving of it. None of us did any righteous acts or any sort of physical thing that would deem us worthy of such a sacrifice, God. He, your son Jesus lived a perfect life, and therefore was innocent of all of the charges brought against him God and yet he willingly died for all of us and shed out his blood to cleanse us he did this willingly knowing that there was no other way to you other than that sacrifice and God I'm so grateful for that father we love you we thank you be with us as we take the bread that represents your body that was broken on the cross and the juice that represents your blood, that cleanses us all. In your same Jesus' mighty name, we all pray. Amen.
5: Good morning, church. Uh, at this time, we're going to uh, prepare to take up our contribution, and we ask that for security purposes, we, uh, if you remain seated, as the ushers will begin to come down the aisles. If you are in need of a white envelope, please raise your hands, and the ushers will give those out to you shortly. And in preparation for our contribution, I just want to be able to share some thoughts and and, and, and scriptures around, you know, what this time means and opportunities like this. You know, giving takes on many forms. Uh, We can give financially, either to donate money to a cause or giving our contribution as we're doing now, or even to people that we meet in the streets who are in need. We can give our time and attention by listening to each other, providing comfort, prayer, a hug, or even just serving. We can also give through our ideas, you know, being problem solvers and thinking of ways that we can encourage each other. And the list goes on. There are many ways that we can give. But what is it about giving that makes it most impactful? <clears throat> is it the cost or the amount of the gift? You know, I've been given large and expensive gifts that are now sitting in a closet collecting dust. Or I've replaced it with something newer and better. I've even sold it (laughs) to be able to get some return from it. Or even just given it away altogether. But there's a Father's Day card that sits on my desk at work that was given to me by my four-year-old daughter when she was four. She's now six. That card has been there for two years. That card remains clean because I clean it. I open it constantly, even though I know exactly what's in it. And it provides comfort in times of stress when I'm at work. It makes me laugh and smile because of how it was given and who it came from that makes it most impactful. That card would never be sold and I will never allow it to collect dust. You know, how we give is what's most important. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 29. You know, as we have these moments and opportunities, it's important that we always keep in mind the goal and the intention of what God wants us to accomplish. You know, it's very easy in the society that we live in to simply focus on the outward things, the amount, the value, but to God, what's most important is the heart behind the giver. You know, here in First Chronicles, in chapter 29, uh, you know, David uh, is addressing the leaders, um, and you know, he spoke on his desire to build a temple to house the Ark uh, of, the, uh, of the, the the Ark of God. And, you know, he, he explains to the leaders that, that his desire was, was challenged by God and that God said, you know, this is not for you to do uh, because you are a warrior and, you, and you've shed blood. And he says, instead, I want your son Solomon to be the one to, to build this temple. And so, you know, David, who had this desire, you know, and this, this uh, strong willed uh, to uh, be able to build the temple of God was, was met with a no. You know, and I think about those times when, you know, you get the heart to give and you feel excited about doing it and then something stops it from happening. And so what is David's response? You know, does he get sad and, you know, angry at, man, you know what, I want to do something great for God. And and here he's telling me, no, it's not for me, it's for my son. David does quite the opposite. And in chapter 29, verse 13, and as you read uh, prior, You know, David himself, you know, leads the charge and gets his uh, leaders to follow uh, to giving uh, of their possessions to build this temple and to support his son in the effort to do so. And once they've given their possessions, they've given rubies and and gold and, and many different precious stones. In verse 13 of chapter 29, his prayer to God, he says, Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are foreigners and strangers in your sight as were all our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple For your holy name comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willing your people are, here have given to you. You know, here David was filled with such gratitude at the opportunity to be able to give to God. And David also marries this gratitude with perspective. He says, listen, this isn't even mine to begin with. You know, when we you know, think about how we give, sometimes we think of, from it, uh, think, think of it from a place of, but, but this is mine. I want to hold on to this. You know, here David understood that even what he was able to give as generously as he gave it was only because of the grace of God, that it came from God's hands. You know, when you have an opportunity to give, where is your heart? Are you thinking about what you're going to lose? Are you thinking about all of the other things that you could do with your time or your finances or your ideas and how they could benefit you? Or are you grateful to be able to take what God has given you and give it back to others? You know, as we prepare for our contribution, and as you and your heart have set an amount that you want to give in keeping with your income, you know, are you grateful to be able to have this opportunity to do so? You know, I know that I talk often about, you know, how fortunate we are here in America. You know, and I speak from, as, as someone who uh, spent 16 years of my life living uh, in a Caribbean island and having some idea of what it was like uh, to be poor, to not be sure exactly what you were going to eat, to have to even share the little that you had. And there are many people out there who are in far worse situations. And so for me, being able to have this opportunity to give is one that I take very seriously and one that I hope that we all do the same. You know, as we prepare our hearts for this opportunity to give, let us approach it with a gratitude and a perspective, knowing that we are simply sharing the honor of giving back to God what is already His. Please join me in prayer. Father in heaven, we are so grateful and thankful for this opportunity to give. God, we know that this is a privilege, Father, that, you know, for some of us, there, there have been times in our lives where we were not able to give as much as we're able to give right now. God, either through job loss or just through financial situations, through hardships, and God, even through those times, you expect us, God, to understand and put these things into perspective, Father. God, I thank you for this opportunity. I pray that whatever we give, God, the amount that we give, knowing that it is not the amount that you seek, but it's the heart behind it. God, you do not need our money in any form or fashion, but, Father, you give this honor to us as a privilege to be able to share in this giving. Father, we are grateful for what you have given us, what you continue to give us, but, God, you do so with the expectation that we will share it with others. Father, we pray for those who are overseeing uh, the distribution of the money that we give. God, we pray that you would impart in them the ideas and perspectives uh, to really use these funds efficiently, God, to meet the needs here locally uh, in the church, but also even to give to the poor and and to those abroad. God, again, we thank you for this time and this opportunity. Please bless our giving. Please test our hearts, God, so that whatever we give, it is coming from a place of gratefulness. These things we ask. Your Son, Christ Jesus. Amen.
0: This is a prayer service, right? So at this moment, I'd like to ask if we can bridge the gap right now and just hold hands to the person next to you. Let's just pray about how good God is. Heavenly Father, we come before you once again. And God, as we have learned that our sins have set us apart, we are also encouraged that Through your great goodness, you've bridged that gap by sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross. How good you are. God, you've provided for us in ways that we can't even imagine. Father, you've protected us from things that, had we had known they were coming, we would have run away in fright or had given into terror. But God, you have saved our souls. You are good. There is no one like you. Father, you put money in our pockets. You've saved our soul. Father, you've given us food to eat and clean water to drink. You're so good to us. God, we are so in awe of your love for us. Lord, we know that there are times we fail you. There are times that we don't live up to your expectations. But God, we know that because of your goodness, we'll be given a second chance. We'll be given a third chance. We'll be given a fourth chance because you are a good God. Father, you are gracious to the righteous and the unrighteous. Your love rains down on both. God, we all get to share this beautiful morning. We all get to enjoy good things on this earth because that's who you are. You're a good God. It's in your nature to do good. We can trust in that. We can put our hope in that. We can put our faith in that. We know that our sins will be forgiven because you are a good God. God, teach us to be good to others, teach us to be good to one another. Father, we thank you for breaking the chains, for breaking every single chain that kept us connected to this world of sin. God, we pray for those who still have yet to have their chains broken. We put them before you right now. We ask that you show yourself good to them and break every chain. Father, break their mental chains. Break their chemical addiction chains. Father, break their their emotional chains. Father, some of us are physically chained to relationships that are keeping us depressed and discouraged. God, we ask that in your perfect and good will, if that's not helping us to see your glory, to live out our, our life in righteousness, God, we pray that you'll break every chain. And, Father, there are some chains that need to be mended. Being chained to your kingdom is not a bad thing. Our hands are linked together as spiritual chains. Father, we're a community of believers. Father, we ask that you'll not break those chains. Our chains to our, our loved ones, our chains to our marriages, our chains to our children. God, we we'll ask that you'll make those chains stronger. God, we lift our children up before you. We ask that you help us to strengthen those chains. God, some people need to be chained to you. And we ask that in your goodness, you'll strengthen those chains. Father, we lift you up. We glorify your name. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're coming upon the last portion of our service. You may be seated. Supplication. And if you're like me, sometimes most of my prayers are asking God for what I think I need. I think my list of of supplication and the things that I want sometimes outnumber the things that I need to be confessing Or even my worship of God, which is why Jesus' disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. You know, I think oftentimes we come before God and we ask for things, some things that we need, more things that we want. And God being the good God that he is and the father that he is, God answers every prayer. I think we, we need to understand that, that God answers every prayer. But I want to share a few scriptures to just help us put the heart behind our prayers into perspective. In James chapter 1, in verse 5, you know, I do want to think up until now, and and, and in a a few moments, we're going to have more people come up and pray. We're We're going to offer some prayers in different languages. Because God is a God of many languages. He's a God of all nations. Here in James 5, I'm sorry, James 1, verse 5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. You know, we're encouraged to come before God when we need wisdom, when we need answers, when we need to make a decision. God does not find fault in those who ask him for wisdom. And I'm pretty sure we can all agree that we need wisdom in a lot of areas, in our parenting, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our jobs, in our businesses, we need wisdom. And God says, come to me. Ask me for wisdom. I will give it in abundance. You know, God doesn't pick and choose which prayers he'll answer. But God does have a perfect will. He has a a big picture. And so when we pray to God, God answers the prayers yes to those that are within his big picture. Now every now and again, God will answer a prayer... That's not necessarily tied to the big picture, but so that we can understand that sometimes the motives behind our prayers aren't always pure. For example, that coworker that you're praying will get fired to make your life a little easier. I don't know if God would move in that way and answer that prayer since it doesn't necessarily fit his big picture. In James chapter 4, verse 1 through 3, it says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight you do not have, why? Because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You see, when it comes to God in prayer, the heart that God wants us to have about prayer is we're offering these prayers before you, but we're also surrendering them to your ultimate will. So that means that we leave ourselves open for God to say no, or for God to maybe tweak our prayer request a little bit. You know, when we're praying for harm to come to someone, is that a pure motive? God has to weigh those prayers. But when we're praying for God to bring someone to salvation, someone to a knowledge of his son, that's a prayer that's in step with God's will. And so as we pray, as we put our requests before God, God encourages, pray with all kinds of requests. Let God weed out the things that will help, and let him allow him the chance to protect us from the prayers that can eventually hurt us. You know, I learned to appreciate and thank God for all the no's that I got in my prayer requests. Because it was later on that I found out that had God said yes to that, my life would have been entirely different today. So I thank God for saying no. You know, as a parent, my kids don't always appreciate when I say no to their request. But eventually they'll learn to appreciate it when they they realize that, wow, you know, had Daddy had given me everything I wanted when I had asked, how grateful would I be right now as an adult? How much more appreciative would I be for the things that I get to work hard for and not for the things that have just been given to me? See, God is trying to always develop character in us. He's trying to mold us into his son. And what better way to do that than by shaping and molding us through prayer? See, God works in many ways. God works even more powerfully through our prayers. Because it's through our prayers that we bear our hearts and we bear our souls, and we expose our true intentions and motives before God. We give God a way in, and we allow him to fix and work it out. Amen? In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus told his disciples, in verses 19 through 20, Jesus told his disciples that, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for it will be done for you by my father in heaven who where two or three come together in my name there I am with them at this time we want to give you an opportunity to pray with your neighbor now for those of you who are visiting over the past two weeks we were out in our neighborhoods we were getting prayer requests from friends from family members from strangers and co-workers and fellow students, and we were asking each and every person that we know, and we've come into contact with, hey, do you have a request that I can pray for? And I don't know about you, but it was an amazing time for me and, and, and my family. You know, my wife and I, we were having dinner with the, uh, with our kids, and we were at a, a Friday's, and we asked, you know, I asked the waiter, I said, hey, can I, can I uh, pray for you? You know, we're we're about to pray for our meal. Is there any prayer request you have that I could pray? And he was, you know, he said, wow, you know, I just moved here three years ago. I'm actually looking for a church. And he just opened up his life, and we started talking and, you know, exchanged phone numbers and everything. And you never know who's in the need. And I was out with a brother as we were doing the prayer requests, and we were asking people, and one person just opened up their lives and thought, wow, this is so good that you guys are doing this. And it's just really, it's amazing the response you get from people when you ask them for prayer. And so what we've come to realize is that, you know, it's not just enough to just pray for ourselves. We need to be praying for each other. Jesus often interceded in prayer for our behalf. There are times when we would pray for things that we think we needed. Jesus is like, no, Father, put that one on hold. They need this right now. And thank God that Jesus intercedes on on our behalf because he knows us, he knows what we need, He he knows what we don't need, and he knows what we should be praying for. And so thank God that he intercedes on our behalf, and thank God that our brothers and sisters also pray for us. I can tell you right now, I feel your prayers. I know, there are times I'm going through, I know, I'm like, the church has been praying for me. Because there's no way in in the world that I would be able to get through this alone. So I know, I thank you for your prayers. And I'm pretty sure that all those that we've reached out to asking for prayer requests appreciate that we're taking their requests before the throne of God. And so during this time, for the next few minutes, I want to ask you to pray with your neighbor You can pray for anything that's on your heart. I know if some of us have been encouraged to bring our prayer list. uh, You can just pray for the names on your prayer list if you have them with you. We're going to spend a few minutes just praying together because we are devoted to prayer. And then following that, we're going to have some brothers and sisters come up because we are an international church. And we're going to ask them to pray for healing and for comfort, not just here in America but across the world and we're gonna take the families of the victims of 9-11 and we're gonna take those families and lift them up before God. And then we're gonna conclude the rest of our service with a few more songs and Amadi will come up and pray for our leadership and authority throughout our nation. So at this time, if you're not sitting with anyone, if you're alone, get close to somebody. Let's bridge the gap and let's pray together and we'll have that prayer inter, uh, interrupted by our next uh, portion of the service, which will be our prayer of supplication for prayer and healing. So you can get together with someone right now, and let's pray together for the next few minutes.
6: Père Céleste, c'est avec humilité que nous évoquons ton nom en prière, et nous te demandons de nous apporter force, guérison et paix, Père éternel. De nombreuses vies ont été changées, marquées à jamais par la tragédie qui a eu lieu en cette date, il y a 15 ans. Certains ont pu aller de l'avant, tandis que d'autres souffrent au fin fond de leur être, comme si ce drame avait eu lieu hier. Nous te prions d'apporter le réconfort à ceux qui souffrent toujours, ceux qui sont blessés, ceux qui portent des cicatrices. Nous te les confions, Père éternel, et nous prions afin que tu leur apportes ta paix, cette paix qui surface toute intelligence, afin que tu mettes pour leur cœur L'espoir qui ne connaît pas de fin et la joie qui leur permettra d'avancer et d'être libres. Dieu tout-puissant, nous élevons nos voix et nous invoquons ton nom pour la paix non seulement ici aux États-Unis, mais à travers les 195 nations sur terre. Nous élevons ces nations sur ton autel afin que tu nous débarrasses de l'esprit du mal et que nous vivions en harmonie comme frères et sœurs. Éternel, notre berger, nous prions afin que tu nous guides. Et que les hommes choisissent la paix et rejettent la guerre, choisissent l'amour et rejettent la haine, afin que les hommes s'intéressent à leurs voisins, et qu'ils choisissent la justice et rejettent la discrimination. Dieu d'amour, nous invoquons ton nom afin que tu déplaces ces montagnes de douleur et de souffrance, et que tu nous apprennes à vivre ensemble. En ce jour de commémoration, aide-nous à ne jamais oublier que tu nous as déjà offert la victoire par notre Seigneur Jésus-Christ. Aide-nous à ne jamais oublier que nous devons nous aimer les uns les autres comme nous memes Aide-nous à ne pas oublier que lorsque l'on aime, l'on est actif et non passif. Aide-nous à ne jamais oublier le prix de notre liberté, que nous avons l'obligation d'utiliser cette liberté pour servir et venir en aide les uns aux autres. Apporte-nous ton réconfort, Dieu de grâce, afin que nous sachions réconforter ceux qui en ont besoin. Tout ce que nous prions, Es el nombre de Jesucristo que nos príamo. Amén.
7: Amén. Padre celestial, venimos delante de ti en oración, pidiéndote fuerzas, sanidad y paz. Sabemos que muchas vidas fueron cambiadas para siempre por la tragedia que ocurrió en el día como hoy, hace 15 años. Algunos han encontrado fuerzas para seguir adelante. Mientras que otros todavía sienten los efectos y el dolor como si fuera ayer. Querido Señor, te pedimos que consueles a aquellos que todavía están sufriendo y que no han sanado. Te rogamos que les des de tu paz, que sobrepasa todo entendimiento. Que les des una esperanza que nunca se desvanecerá y que con gozo sigan adelante. Oramos por la paz, no solo en América, sino también en los 195 países en todo el mundo. Los traemos delante de ti. Te pedimos que no permitas que el mal prevalezca, sino que todos vivamos en armonía como hermanos y hermanas. Señor Padre, oramos para que todos los hombres escojan la paz sobre la guerra. El amor sobre el odio La aceptación sobre la indiferencia Justicia sobre la injusticia Padre, te pedimos que muevas estas montañas del dolor y sufrimiento Y nos muestres cómo vivir En este día queremos recordar Que en Jesús ya no has dado la victoria sobre la muerte Ayúdanos a recordar A amar a nuestro prójimo. Como a nosotros mismos. Ayúdanos a recordar que amar es actuar. Ayúdanos a recordar que nuestra libertad tuvo un costo y que tenemos la responsabilidad de usar nuestra libertad con responsabilidad para servir a los demás. Consuélanos, Señor, para que de la misma manera sabremos cómo consolar. Aquellos que los necesitan, en el
8: nombre precioso de Jesús, amén. Baba, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He gave you International Church of Christ. Oluwa alone. I a banner. I to continent. It will be I Oluwa. in amuton. I To talk to si ninu I hear America. go To the aya Oko Yawo Baba. Lori ajalu. September 11, 2001. In Joe Pollock, baby, tínú wakati baby, she beninuidamu, To don't know if to no me show from once you relay the America at the continent to m beninwagua. Yo long one jack idea la boarawa lua bo fa fight dear ye the la or more or la at your the consul don't fall don't long why you are near kan oluwa je ki ife re ko joba ninu okan wa iberu je ko gbin le ninu okan omo enikan kan kan oluwa gegege bi omo eniyan oluwa oluwa inu abo lo fe ka wa ati ninu ife re awa ntoro fun ife re yin na ni wakati owo oluwa mo ifere iwa mo agbara borewa je nati je alabo toju omo lakeju gege bi iwo fi toju wa lati ran kristi wa si orilede aye oluwa to ku fun oluwa ijeje gege bi eni kokan wa oluwa je ka je alabo arawa toju okunrin ati obinrin to nbe ni to si wa oluwa gbogbo emi mo ta yin ta yin nikan to nfa eje aye de jamba je oluwa ba wa mkuro ninu okan wa ni wakati owoye oluwa gbogbo Ogun to nje ajalo Oluwa gbogbo Orilede to ni continent agbanla Oluwa to je igba odimahun Oluwa Olorun oun je ki emi sokun ko lori laarin gbogbo awon oga oga olori orilede kokan Oluwa gbogbo awa won na je ki emi sokun ati ife ati ibe je ko gbin le ninu okan wa Oluwa sanun fun wa tori an toru alaafia ni ogbe nbe ninu okan wa si si ogun beka kiri Jambambeka kiri amoni wakati owo yi oluwa an toro alaafia e an bebe fun abore to pe oluwa emi alaafia emi sokan emi abo wa fi sinu okan wa amen Heavenly father we come before you in prayer asking for strength
9: healing, and peace. We know that many lives were forever changed by the tragedy that occurred on this day 15 years ago. Some have found strength to move on, while others still feel the effects and pains as if it was yesterday. We ask that you comfort those who are still hurting, wounded, scarred. We ask that you give them a peace that transcends understanding. A hope that will never fade. A joy that will carry them forward. We pray for peace, not only in America, but in all of the 195 nations across the world. We lift them up before you. We ask that you not allow evil to prevail but that all will live in harmony as brothers and sisters. We pray that all men will choose peace over war, love over hate, acceptance over indifference, justice over discrimination. Father, we call on you to move these mountains of pain and suffering and to show us how to live. On this day of remembrance, help us to never forget that you have already given us victory over death. Help us to remember to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Help us to remember that to love is to act. Help us to remember that our freedom came at a cost and that, our, that we have the responsibility to use our freedom to serve one another. Comfort us, Father, mm-hmm. so that we may comfort we may know how to comfort those in need,
1: mm-hmm.
9: and it's in Jesus, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
10: In First Timothy chapter two verse one it says, "I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives." in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. Let's pray at this time. Father in heaven, we come to you in prayer, God, grateful for the healing that we receive through your son Jesus. We're we're grateful for the healing that you've already performed in our lives, and we're grateful that no matter what is going on around the world, we can put our trust in you. We know that to this very day, you are still working. And that today we get a chance to go to you with all kinds of prayers, all types of petitions. And that this morning, we want to offer those up to you with thanksgiving. And we want to pray, especially at this moment, God, for the leadership that we are under. God, we know that no authority has been set up that you do not allow. And we know that our hearts can lead us, do lead us astray. But we pray that today you will be with all of those in authority. God, whether we agree with their choices or not, we pray that you will work in their hearts to make choices that are in accordance with your will. And we pray, God, that no matter what their choice is, that we will not take to human weapons to fight them, but that we will fight the battle with the spiritual weapons that you provide us, God, the weapons of faith in you, prayer, praying to you and laying this request before you. And we pray that you will you, uh, lead the authorities to make choices that lead to peace in this world, that you will use them to establish peace so that we as a, as a population of this planet can draw our attention to you. And so that your message can be spread, your message of love and grace can be spread through borders, across rivers, and across this country and this world. We pray that you will use us during the challenging times that we live in. Father, we know that in the past, people lived through challenging times. That in the past, people dealt with authority that wasn't focused on you. And so our time right now is not unique in that sense. But we pray that during this difficult time, during the challenges that we face, that you will equip us to trust in you, that we will take the opportunities that you give us to sow peace and not division, to sow love and not hatred, God, and that you will use our example to lead those who are in authority over us. We pray that you will work through them and their choices, that you will work through us in the challenges that we face, and that at the end of of our lives, we will be able to see you in heaven and hear you say, Well done, good and faithful servant, God. Be with us this day. Be with us the rest of this week. And be with us at every step. Help us to trust in you and know that you are the ultimate authority, God. We love you and we pray for your will. And we pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.
0: Let's pray. Our awesome Father in heaven, God, we are so grateful that you allowed us to come together and devote this time of prayer and worship to you. God, we pray that we'll leave here with a a newfound conviction and a new appreciation for prayer. God, I pray that even as we're on our way homes and to our uh, respective places, God, I pray that you will help us to remember just to say a prayer for someone on our hearts, someone who may be in need, and just out of just sheer gratitude for being alive, God, help us to never forget to offer praise. We love you. We thank you. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.